Keith Lee is reportedly going back to the PC. Some rumored WrestleMania matches. But first, let's talk about Kenny Omega here on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, Kenny Omega shows up at Final Resolution last night, teasing a possible reunion with the Bullet Club. What are your thoughts on Kenny Omega and Impact Wrestling so far? And where do you see this going this coming Tuesday? It got a lot of attention, mostly because of the storyline leading into that. Kenny Omega, Don Callis working together. We got a little bit of a reveal of a storyline going into that. Following up on Dynamite, we got a little bit more, not a whole lot more. I think that this is a good thing for the hardcore wrestling fans because when you talk about the Bullet Club and you talk about some of the storylines that they can play, play back to, especially considering the Good Brothers tag team and Kenny Omega were, were both big stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they can go back to that. You haven't necessarily seen something like this going back to before AEW because when WWE was was the only, you know, the only show in town, they weren't doing things like this, not to this extent. So I, I think that this is a good thing. I just hope that we get some more storyline progression, maybe somebody coming out and confronting uh, Kenny Omega. Who do you think that could be? I think personally, it seemed like this was kind of told last week is the possibility that it could be Rich Swan, the current Impact Wrestling champion which I think a lot of people would get invested in because you have that title versus title, champion versus champion dynamic. Uh, I think that would be really great for AEW and Impact Wrestling personally. To me, I think that that would be something that would certainly benefit Impact much more just because of where Kenny is currently and how people view him. Uh, Kenny was a big star in Japan, huge star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's one of the most beloved guys, even as a heel. I think people can get behind Kenny Omega and AEW. He has this hot storyline. Rich Swan is a guy that is a champion in Impact Wrestling, and we had an episode one time where we really discussed the prestige of all the championships. And, and right now, you know, Impact is getting the rub from AEW and Kenny Omega. And to me, I just don't know if anybody outside of the hardcore fan base would be interested in something like Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. Good match on paper, probably be nothing wrong with it. I certainly wouldn't buy Rich Swan as anybody that can go over Kenny Omega, nor do I think he should. What about instead of saying that confront Kenny Omega, you have it where it's revealed that the Good Brothers were involved in attacking John Moxley because that question is still yet to be answered, obviously because John Moxley didn't appear on Dynamite this past week. You have that possibility of revealing who attacked him and you have possibly the reunion of the Bullet Club where you have the Good Brothers, you have Kenny, and you have the Young Bucks. I think that might be where they go with it if it involves the Good Brothers. If it's a confrontation, I go with Rich Swan. I think if someone outside of that who's not a champion, maybe you go Sammy Callahan. But other than that, I don't know if anybody else really fits the mold or can really make sense with that other than those two. I, th- I think an Eric Young could certainly fit in that category. And I know that that might sound a little hypocritical because I'm saying they're champion wouldn't necessarily be somebody that I'd be interested in. And I'm talking about somebody who was the former champion, but to me, Eric young is a guy that, you know, he, he, he was um, one of the top guys in impact or TNA back before he went to NXT, even NXT, you know, sanity was pretty successful before they got called up. And then Mm -hmm. obviously we all know the story there. They weren't necessarily utilized. Eric young kind of plays that, um, you know, Brian Pillman, loose cannon, esque uh character and i it to me you know him coming out having some type of comfort confrontation or just whatever some type of interaction with kenny omega to me would be a little more interesting um i do like the idea that you're talking about you know kind of getting the group back together 
and more or less forming some type of bullet club. I, I know they probably can't call it that because of copyright issues and things like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would think that that probably would be something that people would be more interested in. It would have more reach. It would get more attention than a match against Rich Swan. Because again, I, I think that the match itself on paper and even in ring, I think it'd be fine. Uh, I just don't think many people would buy Kenny Omega losing to Rich Swan. Very true. I, I mean, I don't see Kenny Omega losing to really anybody in Impact Wrestling at this point. Uh, no. And I think it's more, do they go with that storyline of him being the belt collector? I think this eventually will lead to him taking the Impact title and then going after all these other maybe independent ones once we see more independent shows, once you know this pandemic decides to freaking end. But I think that could be the storyline that we have. And with with Don Callis, there's his mouthpiece. I think it could really, really work. Now, a storyline that we're seeing on AEW Dynamite is him getting rid of all his blemishes and answering the critics on social media. And one of those being the fact that he had an easy path to the finals of the Eliminator Tournament. You know, both his opponents were replaced last minute, including Joey Janela. And that is why... He offered a challenge to Joey Janela, and we're getting a match on AEW Dynamite this week in a Eliminator title match, I think is what it's called. So if Janela wins, he gets a title shot, and it's going to be a no-disqualification match. So Janela gets the unfair advantage, seeing that's his wheelhouse. So what do you think of this whole dynamic with this storyline with Kenny Omega? Yeah. I think I'm fine with it. You know, initially when I heard about it, you know, you got to think about, all right, well, AEW has rankings and does it really diminish the rankings and stuff like that. But when you think about it, again, it comes down to the believability of if anybody has an opportunity to beat Kenny Omega right now, I don't see that happening. Certainly not with Joey Janela, but that's okay. Sometimes you need these type of enhancement matches, matches that can really prove how good you really are against somebody who may not necessarily be ranked as highly as you to highlight that and highlight your skills. So I, I, I have no doubt that Kenny Omega will certainly win this match. I have no doubt that he'll look good in winning. Um, that was kind of like the match that you saw with him in Sunny Kiss, you know, which a lot of people were upset with that. But at the same time, you need matches like that sometimes to really highlight how good you are or to create that separation. You want your champion to look like he's the best right. wrestler in the world. So um, I don't have a problem with it. I don't think this match is going to be like the match with Sonny Kiss, personally. Obviously, because you have the dynamic of it being a no-disqualification match, which favors right. Janela in storyline. So I think this is going to be very similar to their no-DQ match that they had last year on AEW Dark. That match was very, very good. Well, probably one of the best matches on AEW Dark. So I think we're going to probably get a repeat of that on national television. And, of course, this is just one way of showcasing yet another unknown to the new AEW fans watching Dynamite in the last couple of weeks. So right. this probably will main event the show. But then again, for all I know, they could be that 12-man or 14-man tag. But it should main event. And I think Janela should get a good showing here, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely should main event. Uh, I always feel like your champion should be main eventing, especially if the title is on the line. I know that's not the case here, but... Yeah, this should this should be the main event in my opinion. Even though, you know, like I said, despite where Janela's ranked and all of that stuff, I think it's fine. Um, as long as Kenny comes out of this looking good and dominant, I think he will. But yeah. I think at the same time, they will have some spots and some shine for Janela where you know he hits Kenny with a weapon, 
shows a sign of weakness and he gets a, a sequence in, which yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Yep. But I know a lot of people might get upset on social media for that if it does happen, just like they are getting upset at what we're seeing in the last 24 to 48 hours with the news that Keith Lee is being sent to the PC to refine his skills. Uh, Keith Lee is being grouped with a bunch of other big men, including Otis, Dabo Cato, uh, Omos, and Dio Madden. They are going to be worked with Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak to work on what? I'm not sure. But this set social media on fire saying, why does Keith Lee need to go back to the PC? He's one of the best wrestlers they have, one of the best workers, and you know all this stuff against Vince McMahon being out of touch. What are your thoughts on this, Ralph? I, I don't see it that way. And I don't see it that way right now, certainly because it, it's just, this is something that's just happening, right? So if it, if it's six months down the road, a year down the road, they don't do anything with Keith Lee. I think we can confidently say they missed the boat on another guy that had a lot of potential because Keith Lee, he is very athletic for his size. He's very good on the mic, but let's be honest here. I mean, Vince McMahon, who is the owner of, of WWE thinks that he's capable of more. He's trying to ensure this guy's future by having him go and work with other people, making sure that he's refining his skills, not necessarily, you know, untraining everything that he learned, just making sure that he meets that potential that he thinks he's capable of. So Mm -hmm. um, if this leads to him main eventing WrestleMania, which could potentially be one of the rumors, him looking strong in the Royal Rumble, him going on and having a great career on the main roster and them not blundering it like they've blundered it with some other guys that have been called up from NXT. I have no problem with this, but I think I, I think that with WWE, so many times we've we've been let down that our natural reaction is just to to say that you know they don't have the best intention for somebody or they're burying somebody or this guy's ruined or they're not going to use him correctly. Right. Let's wait and see. I mean, obviously they see something in him if they see if they're sending him down to get additional training. That would mean that they have plans for him. I would think. And that if they're going to highlight yeah. him and put him in a prominent position, whether that's a championship run, whether that's main eventing WrestleMania, winning the Royal Rumble, I don't know. All of that remains to be seen. But let's not automatically jump to the conclusion that, okay, WWE wants nothing to do with him. Vince is out of touch. Let's see how this plays out. Exactly. Like, I see people saying, basically, they're panicking. Like, they're going to overhaul Keith Lee's entire moveset. I don't think that's the case. I think... You know, Vince McMahon might saw a spot or two that he didn't like out of Keith Lee and is like, listen, this guy has the potential to be maybe the next Brock Lesnar in WWE. And he doesn't want Keith Lee to have a spot like Brock Lesnar had at WrestleMania 19 where he almost breaks his neck trying to do a shooting star press. Yes, Brock Lesnar has done it a thousand times and knows how to do it. But then when he does it in the big national stage, he almost kills himself. Right. And you know what, you know what, too, Keith Lee, what was that two weeks ago? We tried to do the over the top rope dive and he nearly, he nearly hurt himself. Yes. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, taking away everything and all his athleticism and retraining him. It's teaching him to pick and choose your spots. I know that a lot of people are high on Keith Lee because of the way he worked, you know, in the independent scene, he had a lot of good matches. He had a lot of good matches in NXT, but now you're on the main roster you're exposed to a, a national TV, all those types of things. They want to make sure that he's trained to do things at the high level that they think that he's capable of performing at. And I have no problem with them telling him, look, maybe you should tone down the over-the-top rope stuff, pick and choose your spots, because if it happens week after week after week, it's just white noise. You're not going to get yep. the same reaction like with The Undertaker. He didn't always do the over-the-top rope dive, 
But when it called for it, like his match against Shawn Michaels, he did it. That should be the same thing with Keith Lee. No one's saying he has to get away from all that athletic stuff that he's known for. Just pick and choose your spot. So one, you don't hurt yourself. You Mm -hmm. ensure the longevity of your career. Right. People react to it. And that's the thing. Too many guys right now, even some of the bigger guys are relying on these high spots when, in my opinion, it kind of devalues the moveset because if you see it on a weekly basis, whether it's Wardlow or whether it's Lance Archer, any of them, any of the big guys, if you're seeing it weekly, you're not going to react to it the same way you would if it happened one time in a big match and doesn't hold the same impact. Right. Now, you bring up Lance Archer and that one spot where he does the Undertaker-like walking across the ropes and then does a backflip. If he kept doing that every week, it'd be like, all right, we've seen this a thousand times, but he did it that one time and it's like, holy shit, that was awesome. You don't want that with Keith Lee. And And it's not not just the big guys. I mean, you look at like Cody Rhodes doing the backflip off the top of the cage. If you try to do that every week, well, it's like, well, okay, how do you one up that now? Like, how are you going to get the fans to react? If Mm -hmm. they've seen it all, if they've seen the the most athletic thing you're capable of, well, how are you going to get them to react to the next move set? They're probably not going to react to a leg drop or a top rope suplex or any of that stuff because we all, we've all kind of become numb to that because they're just moves that you see in matches. But at one point, a, a, a suplex off the top rope was a big spot. And if yeah. used correctly, it can still be a big spot. Yep. So that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to point out here. Yeah. And obviously the big thing that this could lead to after all is said and done, like Vince McMahon always out of touch, but yet the rumor is, Keith Lee's poised to be in a big spot for WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleVotes reporting three possible WrestleMania matches in the works. Keith Lee being one of them in a triple threat match with Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. The other one is a rematch at last year's WrestleMania, Edge versus Randy Orton to continue that feud once Edge heals with his tricep injury. And the main event being not The Rock, but Goldberg facing Roman Reigns. What are your thoughts? I'll take the triple threat. You know, I think that Brock Lesnar works his best matches sometimes when he is put in a position where he's uh, not relied upon to be the guy that's really dictating the pace of the match. So triple threats, it's easy to eliminate him and still for him to get his big spots in. Look, go back and watch his match against Cena and Seth Rollins. That was a really good match. So I'll, I'll take that match. That's fine with me. Uh, Roman and Reigns, not really into it. It should be a good, it should be a big deal. But the problem is, I think WWE did a really dis- big disservice to Goldberg and what, uh, the way that the fans view him mm-hmm. because of the win over the Fiend. You know, that really yep. was the thing that I think turned a lot of the fans against him. When Goldberg came back, people loved it. You know, people were chanting his name. He beat, Bro- he beat Brock. He won the championship. It was great. Then he went on to beat guys like Kevin Owens. Then he went on to beat the Fiend. That's when you start to alienate the fans and ca- create this divide. People don't want to see uh, Goldberg right now, and they certainly don't want to see him and Roman. Roman is on such a good path right now. Why put? Why throw him in the ring with somebody who's going to bring that baggage, that stench with him? You know what I mean? So, well, here's here's how I think of it. Obviously, to us, to us as wrestling fans, we're not fans of Goldberg, and I think the the really diehard fans were never really fans of Goldberg because he was. Spare jackhammer, done. Spare jackhammer, done. Spare jackhammer, done. At least I was, even, even when the streak was happening. I was never a fan of Goldberg. Right. Uh, obviously, though, despite my opinion on Goldberg, the guy drew, in, even in the Monday Night Wars, 
He drew when he came back. And obviously, Goldberg still has that notoriety like Sting has at AEW where he's going to bring people in. And the one thing that WWE has failed time and time again in using their nostalgia acts is try to get someone over. Now is the time to make Roman Reigns the guy. Vince finally got what he wanted in having Roman Reigns be the guy. And it's Mm -hmm. working. And everybody's loving this new character. And it's doing very, very well. You need Roman to have a big WrestleMania win to really solidify him and to get those people that are only going to watch for Goldberg. They see Roman kick his ass at WrestleMania. It doesn't even need to be like a 20-minute match. This thing could literally be spear, guillotine, done. And you really put a stamp on Roman Reigns and people will be like, wow, this guy's... You know, real the real deal. Yes, I understand it's a 50-year-old Goldberg, but still, Goldberg looks in pretty damn good shape even at 49, 50 years old. Yeah, I think... So, I agree with you on pretty much all of that. The thing that I think they're risking by having it be Goldberg and Roman, I think Roman has come a long way, and he is finally starting to be embraced by the fans, even as, like, a heel. Like, people are booing him because of the things he's doing and not because they don't want to see him. Like he's, I feel like he's starting to earn the respect of even his most critical fans at this point. Right. So if you and, bring in, hold on, if you bring in Goldberg, who people would boo because they don't want to see him and they feel like, oh, Vince is just going to put Goldberg over or whatever the case may be, whatever mentality they have in their head going into that. Goldberg goes in and loses to Roman in a very decisive fashion. Don't you think Roman's character? could still work in the babyface role in that regard. And I think it will. I, well, it could, but why turn your why turn your top heel or maybe the top heel in all of wrestling right now put him in that position where, you know, he's going to he has to come across as a babyface. If his character I, I works, that, if the character works, the character works regardless of a babyface or heel. And I I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that I you know that Goldberg's coming in with a lot of baggage and a lot of heat because of that win over the Fiend. It's it's I undoubtable. Yes. 100% yes. he is going to come in there with some type of negative momentum. Why have the uh, why why give the fans the opportunity, even suggest, why even give them the opportunity to shit on the match, to to just boo the both of them and become disinterested and hijack it because you that that is a very realistic risk where now you've had Roman who's overcome that pretty much. Now you're putting him in a situation where he could be put right back to where he was before, in my opinion. Now, what, hold that, on, hold guys, on. What if there's no fans to hijack the match? Okay, well, then they're just going to show their face on Twitter, and then you'll get a, like what we, we're seeing with the backlash with Keith Lee. We'll just see that. Okay, well, we don't boycott WrestleMania. This is why he should do this. This is why Vince sucks. Like, that's the type of stuff that gets put out there mm-hmm. because if the fans don't want to see it, and we've seen this time and time again, you know, they had Batista win the Royal rumble fans shit on it. They had to put Daniel Bryan in the main event and that was the right move to do. So I'm not trying to knock that, but I mean, Goldberg to me, there's two guys that should be putting that match over him. One would be the rock because you know, the rocks a much bigger name than Goldberg. He'd much have a much better match with Roman. It fits storyline wise. I don't know if the rock is even interested in that, but it seems I think like that, the, that could certainly be. It seems like the report with The Rock is that The Rock would be more willing for 2022 than it is this coming year. So that's why they're not okay. going with The Rock. 
And now who's the other one? Cena. Why not Cena? They already have a history. They already, uh, supposedly, I mean, storyline-wise, they already hate each other. And you know the match will deliver. That's the thing with Goldberg. Like, I get it. WrestleMania moment, he comes out. If the fans are on his side, you get the pop, you get the entrance, the spear, the jackhammer. That's all great. That can happen on another pay-per-view. That can happen on a night of SmackDown. Like, this is WrestleMania. Give the fans something to get behind. You know that Cena is going to deliver. He delivers every single time he's expected to have a big match at WrestleMania. Him and Roman. So this is Cena coming back essentially to stand up for the WWE after after you know Roman essentially is holding the 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 I don't know if you want to say holding the championship, um, not necessarily hostage, but there's a different feel about this Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. This is right. Cena coming back to represent um, the brand essentially to stand up to to, to Roman on the big scene. So. Uh, those two matches to me, I'd much rather see over Goldberg. I'd even see Seth. Let Seth go in there and have a match against Roman. I'd rather see that than him and Goldberg, to be honest. If it's not going to be a big marquee name like The Rock or Cena or Goldberg, I think the only way to do this and the story that they've told since Survivor Series is McIntyre. You got to go with McIntyre. <laughs> I'll now, take that now, over Goldberg. If you have Goldberg still in this equation, you could have the Goldberg-Roman match at the Royal Rumble. And I think that even builds Roman even more heading into WrestleMania. Yep. And you have Drew with the chase. Obviously, you got to get the title off of Drew, which is very easy with The Miz having the money in the bank. And you also have the TLC match coming up next Sunday with AJ Styles. So he doesn't necessarily have to get pinned or submitted, and it doesn't bury him. You can use some shenanigans with Omos or whoever. Drew loses, and now the chase is on, and he tries to win the Royal Rumble. Roman wins that Royal Rumble. Drew wins the Royal Rumble, says he wants to go after uh, Roman Reigns. There's your main event. You have the biggest name in WWE right now, the hottest guy in Roman Reigns, with the guy that a lot of fans would want to have as the top guy in Drew McIntyre, and you help the present and the future of WWE, which is something they need to be doing, something they need to be focusing on. That's the best way to do it, in my opinion. One more name, and I'll throw it out there because he kind of said he'd be willing to come back. What about Punk? Now, I know Punk did say on uh, Renee Young, Renee Paquette, whatever she wants to go by now, her podcast, that it would take two things, a lot of money and a good storyline. Yep. If you tie in the fact that Punk... Didn't want Reigns in the Shield originally, and Vince picked Roman Reigns for that third member of the Shield. I think that's a money that's a money feud. That mm-hmm. really is, and obviously Vince, I think Vince financially could give the money to Punk. Is he yeah. willing to give his big main event to CM Punk? Who has we we all know there's animosity between those two, but Vince has put that on the side before to make more money. And Will that, that was, make that more was, money? Th- that was where a lot of the animosity started, right? Punk wanted to main event WrestleMania. And I say this all the time, whether he's actually considering, you know, WWE, AEW, if that's a real consideration for CM Punk at this point in his career, only he's going to know that, or his life, I should say, not even his career because he's not actively wrestling. The one thing that Vince will always be able to offer CM Punk over AEW is the main event spot at WrestleMania, hopefully in front of 80 plus thousand people. That is something that right now AEW cannot offer him. So, you know, storyline, money, all that type of stuff. There's a few good things going on in, on in WWE. So that could potentially be something that, you know, might entice him enough to come back. I agree. Well, only time will tell. We're in December. 
WrestleMania is not till at least April. It might get postponed, but a lot of happening in the world of professional wrestling, and it's very exciting to be a wrestling fan right now. Let us know in the comments what you think of Kenny Omega, what you think of Keith Lee, and what you think of these rumored WrestleMania matches. And of course, to join the conversation, you can subscribe, hit that bell for notifications, and we'll talk to you all on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.